and welcome to Misinformation, a trivia podcast for ladies and gents who love cool trivia and sticking it to annoying teams at Pub Quiz. We're your hosts. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julia. Hey, Julia. Hi, Lauren. I'm... <laughs> wow. So uh, jazzing it up a jazzing little. Jazzing it up, yeah. It's episode 99. I know, we're almost to 100. We're in can, the double digits. Can you even believe it? We're, it's. It doesn't seem like we've done... That we've done this 99, 99 of times. These. Yeah. I don't... Doesn't feel like it. Not even a little bit. I feel like we're going to run out of topics. I don't. I have a list that I keep that's like things that people have said you should do an episode about this, and it's four hundred lines long. Is it really? <laughs> I've never seen this, so thanks a lot, Jewel. Wow, wow. I'll put it on the share drive. Oh, you did? Okay, I haven't yeah. seen it. <laughs> Shows how on top of things I am about our own podcast. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, so uh, we were talking about things that we need to know. Yes. And you were like, you know what? I'm going to do a lot of this stuff comes out of anger, by the way. I feel like <laughs> yeah. a lot of our topics come out of anger. You're like, you know what? That's it. I'm doing an episode of the periodic table. Yes. And so. And so it is. So it is. And so we it has come to be. We, it's been a while since we since we got to something sciencey. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And I'm kind of surprised we haven't talked about this yet. So yeah, I think because it, it we thought it involved a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And um, I'm going to talk about maybe a different tack than you might expect. But okay. This week it's elementary. This is all about that trivia related to the periodic table of elements. Perfect. Okay. Off the bat, there are 118 elements. All right. All right. Only 94 of them are naturally occurring. The other ones have been kind of like synthesized in labs. Okay. 118 elements. So the periodic table of elements is a tabular display of the chemical elements, which are arranged by atomic number, electron configuration, and recurring chemical properties. The table structure shows periodic trends. The seven rows of the table are called periods, and they generally have metals on the left and non-metals on the right. The columns are called groups. They mm. contain elements with similar chemical behaviors. So some groups have accepted names as well as their assigned numbers. So there's like 18 columns going across. Um, so these include the alkali metals, also called the lithium group. That's the first column of the periodic table. Okay. Um, alkaline earth metals or the beryllium group. They're the second column of the table. Halogens or the fluorine group, they are column 17, which is second to last on the periodic table. And then the noble gases, um, they are also called either the helium or the neon group, and they are column 18, which is the farthest right. Um, so the atomic number of an element is the number of protons that are found in the nucleus of an atom, and it's identical to the charge number of the nucleus. The atomic number uniquely identifies a chemical element, and in an uncharged atom, the atomic number is also equal to the number of electrons. Okay. This is as sciencey as I'm getting. Ooh, I'm not explaining great. to you anything about protons, neutrons, and electrons, and masses, and anything else like that. Great. What I'm going to talk about is how elements are named. Great. I love it. <laughs> I love this. Kay. Perfect. So element names are named for one of several categories. Okay. A place or geographical region, mm -hmm. a mythological concept or character, mm -hmm. a scientist, Okay. a mineral or similar substance, and the catch-all term, a property of the element. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'm just blasting right through these guys. So so a property of the element would be like... It's blue. Burnus skinnium. 
Like it burns your skin? No, like... It, like oh, okay. Like... blue neon. It's blue. Oh, okay. It's hard. <laughs> Hardium. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Great. But usually in a different language. Oh, sure. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, elements named after countries or places. 40 of the 118 chemical elements have named associated with or are specifically named for places around the world or among astronomical objects. Okay. 32 of these are tied to Earth specifically and okay. eight are bodies in the solar system. Oh, okay. So from the continent of Europe, you get europium. Sure. U, it is named for Europe. <laughs> Great. Okay? Love it. Uh, magnesium, which is MG, and manganese, which is MN. Those are named for Magnesia Prefecture in Thessaly, Greece. Oh, I had no idea. So two of them came from the one area of Greece, um, magnesium and manganese. Um, little fact here, magnesium is what causes trick candles to relight. Oh. So they add powdered magnesium into the wick of the candle and it's kept cool and shielded from oxygen by the liquid wax. And then when the candle is blown out, the wick's ember ignites the magnesium and that's why the oh, candle relights. okay. That's interesting. That's... The best known use of magnesium. (laughs) (laughs) No other use. Nope. Mm, Not at all. Copper, abbreviated CU. That's the Roman name for Cyprus was Cyprium. And the metal that was found at Cyprus was called Cyprium, meaning metal of Cyprus. It was shorted to Cyprium and then Cuprum, which is where copper gets its modern day symbol. I see. So CU comes from Cuprum, which comes from Cyprus. Okay. Perfect. Francium, FR. It was founded in, or it was, sorry, it was um, isolated in 1939 at the Curie Institute in Paris. So it was named for France. Okay. Yeah. Gallium, GA, that was named for the Latin name for France, which was Gallia. And um, gallium is solid at room temperature, but the metal melts at 84 degrees Fahrenheit. So I was reading like stories about how like scientists would like, (laughs) they would trick their lab partners or whatever. (laughs) And, uh, you know, they would make, maybe like a spoon out of gallium oh, I see. and then be like, oh, you needed to stir your coffee. And then like you'd go to like dip oh, your dip hard metal spoon into your cup of hot coffee and then it would melt and, you know, ruin a cup of coffee. And also but kill you But still probably. like <laughs> terrify your, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so gallium is um, solid at room temperature, but the metal melts at 84 degrees. Also, Fahrenheit. that's the only application for gallium is, is joking. Yeah. Trick. Yeah. Tricking your lab, lab partners. <laughs> Lutetium, L-U, um, it is named for the Latin name for Paris, which is Lutetia. Oh, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, back in like some of my earlier French classes in college when um, we were dealing with ancient Paris, it was called Lutes. Oh, okay. So, Germanium, mm. G-E, it was founded in Germany in 1886 by a, a German chemist. Right. Germanium, named Germanium. for Germany. Darmstadtium, DS, it is named for Darmstadt, a city in Germany. Great. Hassium, HS, is named for Hesse, the state in Germany. <laughs> Rhenium, R H E N I U M, its symbol is R E, it is named for the river Rhine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ruthenium, abbreviated R U, it is named for the Latin name for the region that includes Russia, Belarus, and Ukraine. So that was Ruthenia was the Latin name for that old for that old area. So mm-hmm. Ruthenium, it's like Russia basically. Moscovium, MC, named for Moscow Oblast, a federal subject in Russia. Dubnium, DB, named for Dubna, a town in Russia. <laughs> 
I'm really getting yeah. a, a real theme here. Yep. Polonium, P-O. It is named for Poland and it was um, isolated by Marie Curie. And remember, you should probably check out that episode. It's very good. On Marie Curie. Um, strontium is SR. It is named after Strontian, a small village in the Western Highlands of Scotland. Oh, wow. So Strontium is, seems to be the only one named after somewhere on the, um, in the British Isles. Huh. Mm-hmm. Scandium, SC. It was discovered and mined in Scandinavia. Hmm. Hafnium, HF. It was named for the Latin name for Copenhagen, which was Hafnia. Oh. So Hafnium is for Copenhagen. Holmium, H-O, is named for the Latin name for Stockholm, which was Holmia. Mm. Mm-hmm. Thulium, T-M, named after the farthest north location mentioned in ancient Greek and Roman literature and cartography. That was Thule, the mystical island of the far north, but perhaps it was Iceland or Greenland. Oh, so okay. it's kind of named after like an imaginary place. That's still pretty far up for them. Yeah. Yeah. And then Erbium, E-R, Terbium, TB, Yterbium, YB, and Yttrium, Y, are all for Yterby, Sweden. Oh. So this one place has four. four elements named for it. Wow. All right. All right. And then in North America, we have Americium, AM. Oh. It was founded in Chicago in 1945. Um, and it is located directly under Europium on the periodic table, which is kind of why they <laughs> gave it oh, that derivative oh, name. Americium. Or Americium. Yeah. I guess however you say it. Berkelium, BK, was named for Berkeley, California. Oh, hey. It was discovered at UC Berkeley. Californium, CF, named for California. Also Great. discovered at UC Berkeley. Livermorium, LV, was named for the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory at UC Berkeley in California. Oh, hey. And then Tennessee, TS. It's named for the state, Tennessee. Tennessee. Mm -hmm. In Asia, you have Nihonium, and H was named for Japan. So that's the endonym in Japan is Nihon. Mm -hmm. And then two that are kind of like indirectly named um, for a place, but it kind of makes sense. Indium, I-N, it's actually from the indigo color seen in its spectrum, which is after the Latin indicum, meaning of India. Mm. So like indigo means like it's a color of India. And then beryllium, actually, B-E, it's a really rare element. It was named probably for the Sanskrit word for the name of the modern city of Belur, India. Um, It's a blue-green color referencing the pale gemstone beryl, which comes directly from that city. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Great. All right. Next up, elements named after heavenly bodies. Ooh, okay. Helium, H-E. It's from the Greek word helios for the sun. Uh, You know what? I never put that together, but that makes perfect sense. In 1868, during an eclipse of the sun, scientists observed a spectral line caused by an unknown element. And 27 years later, in 1895, the element was discovered on Earth. But since they first kind of saw saw it it with the sun, that's how it got its name. Helium from the sun. (laughs) Selenium, S-E. Named for the moon. Oh, okay. And it is associated with the deity, Selene. Tellurium, T-E. Do you have any idea what that was named for? Uh, Tellurus? The planet. The planet Tellurus? Yeah, the planet Tellurus. Yep, you know moving what I'm talking on. Tellurium <laughs> was named for Earth. Okay? What? So the Roman goddess of the Earth is the Telus Mater. 
and that's where they got his oh, name, Tellurium. Oh my God. I had no idea. So we are on Telarus right now. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's a mind blow right there. Um, cerium, uh, C-E, is for Ceres, the dwarf planet. Mm. Palladium, P-D, is for the asteroid Pallas, which was named for the deity Pallas Athena. And it means little maiden. Um, that's Pallas, P-A-L-L-A-S. So Palladium comes from that. Neptunium, N-P, named after the planet Neptune. Plutonium, P-U, mm. named after the planet Pluto. And uranium, U, named after the planet Uranus. Sure. So the 1789 discovery of uranium in the mineral pitch blend is credited to Martin Heinrich Klaproth, who named the new element after the recently discovered planet Uranus. Like it had just like, they were like, by the way, there's another planet up there. And they were like, <laughs> great, let's name an element name after an element. it. Let's do it. So by the way, all isotopes of uranium are unstable. The half-life of uranium-238 is about 4.47 billion years, and that of uranium-235 is 704 million years, making them useful in dating the age of Earth. Um, uranium was used in the nuclear bomb Little Boy in 1945. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the other nuclear bomb that was dropped that year, Fat Man, was plutonium. Okay. So uh, uranium is Little Boy. Um, side note, I am not saying Mercury, I'm not talking about Mercury here. Mercury was not named after the heavenly body. Oh, um, actually the planet Mercury was named after the deity Mercury. Yes. And the original name for the element Mercury is hydrogyrum, HG, meaning water silver, which became associated with the Roman god Mercury, who was known for his speed and mobility. Uh, so I see, okay. Mercury, not named after the heavenly body Mercury, even though there are, there are at least like four other ones that are named after planets mm. but elements from mythology cadmium cd named for cadmus the founder and first king of thebes tantalum ta is named after the greek mythological king tantalus mm. um, he was punished after death by being condemned to stand knee deep in water but if he bent to drink the water it drained below the level he could reach and so he was that's where like tantalizing comes from oh, is yeah, from yeah. his root his root name too Niobium, NB, named after the princess Niobe, the daughter of King Tantalus. And according to legend, father and daughter were always found together and were very much alike. So the two elements, Niobium and Tantalum, are usually found together in nature and their properties oh, are very similar. Prometheum, PM, named after Prometheus. I didn't even know that was a fire thing. of heaven and gave it to mankind. Thorium, TH, named after Thor, the Scandinavian god of war and thunder. Yeah. And it was discovered in 1828. Titanium, T-I, is named after Titans, the Greek supermen. Um, so it's named for a group of deities rather than any particular individual. So technically, Helios, Selene, Pallas, and Prometheus all have two elements named in their honor. So they have their own with their own name in it. And then Titanium is specifically for the Titans. I see. Oh, wow. I'm learning so much. <laughs> this is amazing. Right. And Vanadium, V, is for Vanadis, one of the names of the veneer goddess Freya in Norse mythology huh. because of the multicolored chemical compounds that are considered beautiful. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. So, yeah, if you listen to mythology, May, it, some yeah, of these should. things, they do come up. Click, click, click. Yeah. So elements named after people. Oh, okay. 19 of them are connected with the names of 20 people. Um, and 15 elements were named to honor 16 scientists. So... 
Borium, B-H, is for Niels Bohr, the sure. Danish scientist. Mm-hmm. Copernicium, C-N, is for the Polish scientist Nicholas Copernicus, who is alive from 1473 to 1543. I recently learned that the Germans are trying to claim that Copernicus yeah. was from there. Which is like... No, no. Give the Polish people, they have three things. They have so little. They have Frederick Chopin. Yep. They have Copernicus. Yep. And Copernicus is dancing piano. Yes. Those are the three things they have. Also pierogies. But that's <laughs> not solely Polish. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Curium, CM, is named for Marie and Pierre Curie. Of course. Einsteinium, mm-hmm. ES, named for Albert Einstein. Fermium, FM, named for Italian-American scientist Enrico Fermi. Fluorovium, FL, it is named for the Russian scientist Georgi Flyerov. Oh. Mm-hmm. Gadolinium, GD, named for the mineral gadolinite, which was discovered by Finnish scientist Johann Gadolin in the, um, he was alive from 1760 to 1852. So um, this one is named more after the mineral, which was founded by, which was discovered by this person. So their name is linked to that forever. Mm -hmm. Lorentium LW is for Ernest Lawrence, who is the inventor of the cyclotron, which is a machine that they use to create man-made elements. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Meitnerium MT is named for the Austrian-Swedish scientist Lise Meitner, who was alive from 1878 to 1968. She's another like lady scientist that men like stole all her work. And Lord. Yeah. So I think I'm going to, I'm going to cover her too when I want to talk, feel really righteous. Mendelevium MD is named for the Russian chemist Dmitry Mendeleev, 1834 to 1907. Um, He was the one that basically like came up with the idea for the periodic table. His original one only had like 10 elements on it. Wow. Um, But he came up with like the idea for like the the columns and the periods and yeah, how it should work. So Mendelevium for him. Nobelium NO for Swedish scientist Alfred Nobel. Oganesson, OG, for the Russian scientist Yuri Oganesian, who is still alive. What? Yeah. Oh my God. So, um, yeah, he did all this lab stuff in the in Russia in the 20th century. Mm-hmm. And um, he has the, he's the honor of, actually, it's the last element in the periodic table right now. Oh, so okay. number 118 is Oganesson. And that fella, as of this recording, still alive. He's like in his 90s. Oh but my gosh. Yeah, he's so, he appears to be the only living person for who has an element, who has an element after him. Mm-hmm. Um, Rontgenium, RG, for German scientist and the discoverer of x-rays, Wilhelm Rontgen. Rutherfordium, RF, was for New Zealand British physicist slash the father of nuclear physics, Ernest Rutherford, who was alive from 1871 to 1937. Samarium, SM, was named for the mineral samarskite, which was discovered by Russian miner Vasily samarsky and um, who was around in the 19th century. So this is another one where the element is named after the mineral, which, which was, was discovered, discovered by, by this person. person. I see. Seaborgium SG is for American scientist Glenn T. Seaborg. Um, he helped to discover 10 elements. Oh, wow. Okay. And then finally they were like, yeah, I guess. He gets his own. Yeah, I guess. Um, and then again, kind of like indirectly, uh, Americium AM. Um, so again, that's, yes, it's America, but also it's technically Amerigo Vespucci, the Italian explorer. Oh, sure, yeah. Who was alive from 1454 to 1512. Um, Berkelium BK. Yes, it's for 
Berkeley, California, but also technically George Berkeley, the Irish philosopher who was alive from 1685 to 1753. And then Livermorium, LV. It's Yeah, it's for Livermore, California, but also technically English-Mexican landowner Robert Livermore, the namesake of the town, who was alive mostly in the um, early 19th century. Mm. Um, and again, only two of these elements, um, gadolinium and samarium, occur in nature and the rest are synthetic. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Good to know. All right. Elements that are named for minerals in which they are found, besides the ones that I kind of mentioned that we're dealing with the yeah. people. Boron, B. Uh, it's named for the Latin borax for boric acid. Um, alphabetically, boron is the first element to have a single letter symbol. Oh, okay. That just feels like something you should file away. Yeah. Calcium, C-A, named for the Latin calx, meaning lime. Um, Calcium is the most abundant metal in the human body. Yeah, because of bones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because your bones and your outside bones. Yeah, and your outside bones Mm -hmm. are made of calcium too. Mm -hmm. Outside bones, outside bones. Never forget your teeth are outside bones. Anyway. (laughs) Silicon, S-I, is named for the Latin silex, meaning sand or flint, which is where you find silicon in the sand um sodium na is named for the english soda and it was used in names for sodium compounds like soda ash baking soda etc um the symbol na is from the latin noun natrium for natural soda oh okay so all the ones that you see that it's like not self you know you can't really quite figure out why the symbol doesn't match what we're calling the element and a lot of these reasons it's um for you know, either the previous Latin name for it or like another root that mm. was the more commonly known name for it. And then that just became the symbol. So NA is for natrium for natural soda, which is sodium. Mm. Okay. Good to know. Um, aluminum, AL, it is for the Latin alumen, meaning alum or bitter salt. Um, aluminum is the most abundant metal in the earth's crust. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which we learned too late. Well, not too late, but like we started making stuff out of aluminum and people were like, oh, it's the most precious metal. Yes. We're going to make the cap of the um, Washington Monument <laughs> aluminum. Oh, Ooh. and then they discovered that they could just get oh, it. Oh, turns out we're going to wrap our and now we just food throw it, it away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and potassium K. It's um, named for English potash or potash. Mm. And the symbol K is from the Latin name Calium, K-A-L-I-U-M, meaning calcined ashes, which is why potassium is the letter K. I say okay. For the Latin Calium. All right. And then the big long list of ones that are named for descriptors. Great. Okay. Hydrogen, H. It is Greek via Latin and French. Its meaning is water begetter from the Latin and French hydrogen or hydro and gen. Okay. Hydrogen, water getter. Um, Lithium, L-I, it means stone. It was discovered from a mineral while other common alkali metals were discovered in plant tissue. Um, Lithium is the lightest metal on the periodic table. It floats in water and it also burns in water. Huh. Carbon, C, meaning charcoal, from the Latin carbo, meaning charcoal. (laughs) Uh, Carbon forms more compounds than all of the other elements combined. That's more than 10 million compounds that are just carbon. Nitrogen, N, it is Greek via Latin and French. Its meaning is native soda begetter or niter, also called saltpeter. Mm. Um, nitrogen is the most abundant in the Earth's atmosphere. Yes. Oxygen, O, 
Greek via French, meaning to bring forth acid, oxygenomia. It was believed to be an essential component of acids. So they thought like, oh, well, this is the element that's causing these acids to to happen. Mm -hmm. It must mean this. Um, So, I mean, it turns out like not necessarily, but but that's where it, it got its name from. And oxygen is the most common element in both the Earth's crust and your body. Mm. Fluorine, F, from Latin for a flowing. Ooh. Neon, N-E, from Greek for new. In 1923, George Claude and his French company Claude Neon introduced neon gas signs to the U.S. by selling two to a Packard car dealership in Los Angeles. Um, Earl C. Anthony purchased two signs reading Packard for uh, $1,250 a piece. So the first neon signs for advertisements were uh, uh, the Packard car company. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Phosphorus, P, it's from Greek for light bearer. Um, phosphorus was actually also the ancient name for Venus or Hesperus, meaning morning star. Ooh, cool. um, phosphorus um, has a glow when it oxidizes in air, which is where that came from. Sulfur, S, originally from the Latin sulfur for to burn or brimstone. Mm. At solid, it's yellow. Um, it also burns red with a blue flame. Ooh, sulfur. pretty. Wow. Chlorine, CL, from the Greek chloros for pale green or yellowish green. Uh, chlorine is also a super poisonous gas, but it is used to purify water in swimming pools. Argon, A-R, from the Greek argon, meaning inactive or slow. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) poor little guy. Chromium, C-R, is from the Greek chroma, meaning color because of its multicolored compounds. Hmm. Iron, F-E, is from Anglo-Saxon isern, meaning holy metal or strong metal. The symbol F-E is from the Latin ferrum, meaning iron. Um, And again, iron is the most abundant element in our planet. Cobalt, C-O, is from German for evil spirit. Oh. Um, so it, you know, these miners were going down into the mines and like being overcome with fumes and they couldn't figure out what it was. So um, they thought that it was evil spirits doing this to them. Oh my God. So basically cobalt was poisonous to miners and um, the word cobalt has common roots with the word goblin. So they're very. Oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Also terrifying, but also yeah, well, that's sure. really cool. Nickel, N-I, is from the Swedish nickel, meaning copper-colored ore or nickelite. Hmm. Zinc, Z-N, is from the German zinc for prong or point, alluding to its spiky crystals. Oh. Arsenic, A-S, is from Greek via Persian, meaning gold-colored. Um, it is also called the king of poisons or the poisoner of kings. The poisoner of kings or the king. Okay, I yeah. make it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Super interesting. I think we should do another episode on poisons. Yeah. Because I know you're reading about it right now and I want to hear all about it. Mm -hmm. Bromine is BR. That is from the Greek bromos for stench. Literally (laughs) dirt of stench of he goats. So I guess it's really bad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Krypton KR is from Greek for hidden. Um, It's colorless, odorless, tasteless, gaseous and rare. So we could we, be just... I could be breathing we Krypton. We could be all around Krypton right now. We don't know. Rubidium, RB, is from the Latin for deepest red. Zirconium, ZR, is from the Arabic zarkon for gold-like. Mm. Molybdenum, MO, is from Greek for lead-like. Okay. Uh, 
Technesium, TC, is from the Greek technetos for artificial. This was the first artificially produced element. Okay. Technesium. Rhodium, RH, is from the Greek rhodon for rose, the color. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Silver, AG, has very old origins. It's from the Anglo-Saxon sulfur for refined. The symbol AG is from the Latin name Argentum. Mm -hmm. The country Argentina was named for silver. Oh, my God. You are blowing my mind. You're creating new neural pathways every day, Julia. Thank you so much. Um, Silver exhibits the highest electrical conductivity, thermal conductivity, and reflectivity of any metal. Yes, which is why we don't use it in our homes uh, for (laughs) wiring because it would be exorbitantly expensive. (laughs) Tin, S-N. So the Latin name stanum originally meant an alloy of silver and lead, and it came to mean tin by the fourth century, but they kept the abbreviation S-N for stanum as its symbol. Great. Antimony, SB. All right, this is one of those weird ones that you're like, where the heck did they get that? Yeah. So um, antimony has been known since ancient times. Um, It was powdered for use as medicine and cosmetics, often known by the Arabic name coal, K-O-H-L. Oh, hey, yeah. The symbol SB is from the Latin stibium, which means eye paint. Oh, my gosh. So antimony may be from the Greek for opposed to solitude, meaning it is not believed to exist in a pure form. Or possibly for monk killer. So early alchemists were monks and Mm -hmm. antimony is poisonous. So these guys that were trying to turn whatever they found into gold Mm -hmm. and were like poisoning themselves in the process, that could be where the term antimony comes from. I see. But the SB means eye paint. Eye paint. It's great. That's really cool. Iodine, just the plain old letter I. It's named for the Greek word for violet. Um, and I learned it can be extracted from seaweed. And oh. it's, uh, besides being used as an antiseptic. But I didn't realize that. So That's a lot of the iodine comes from seaweed. Xenon, X-E-N-O-N. Um, its abbreviation is X-E. It is named for the Greek word for foreign or a stranger. Oh. So it's Ooh. like this is oh, a like random xenophobia. thing they found. Like xenophobia. Exactly. I see. Um, Cesium. C-S, it is named for the Latin Cesius, meaning sky blue. It can either be spelled um, Cesium, C-A-E-S-I-U-M, or Cesium, C-E-S-I-U-M. And it is used in atomic clocks. Oh, Mm -hmm. super accurate. Barium, B-A, it's from the Greek baris for heavy. Lanthanum, L-A, it's from the Greek for to lie hidden. Uh, Praseodymium, PR, and Neodymium, ND, they are separated from uh, Didodymium. Didodymium? Didodymium into two. So there's the green twin and the new twin, respectively. So they all came from that. Uh, Dysprosium, DY, it's from the Greek for hard to get at. They're like kind (laughs) of running out of things here, ways to describe things. Okay, but tungsten, the letter W. Hmm. Tungsten is from the Swedish and Danish tungsten for heavy stone. The symbol W is from the German name for this element, Wolfram. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. Yes. Tungsten has the highest melting point of all metals. Oh, wow. So for the longest time, it was used um, as the um, metal in a light bulb filament. Oh, okay. But um, I mean, it definitely has other, other uses. But Tungsten's symbol W comes from the German name Wolfram. Osmium, O-S, it is for the 
It's from the Greek for a smell. Oh, I just, guess it, it's also pretty bad. I guess. I guess. Um, Iridium, I-R, it is named for the Latin iris, meaning of rainbows. Um, it is possibly also from Iris, the Greek goddess of the rainbow. But Platinum, P-T, is from the Spanish platina, meaning little silver. Aww. Gold, A-U, is from the Anglo-Saxon gold, meaning yellow or bright. AU comes from the Latin aurum for shining dawn. Uh, gold is one of the least reactive chemical elements and it is resistant to most acids. And it is also obviously the most malleable metal. Um, mercury, HG, like I said earlier, it's named for Mercury, the god of speed and the messenger god. And the symbol HG is from the Greek for water, silver, hydrogarum. Thallium, TL, is from the Greek for green twig. Lead, PB, is from the Anglo-Saxon word lead, um, and the symbol PB is from the Latin for plumbum. Plumbum. Which is where we get the root for plumbers. <gasps> Again. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, bismuth, BI, is from the Latin and German for white mass. Astatine, AT, is from the Greek for unstable. Uh-oh. Radon, RN. Um, So radon itself is the immediate decay product of radium. And when the scientists were trying to figure out what to call this emanation, Mm -hmm. uh, they worked out some shorthand forms and came up with radon, which was short for radium emanation. Okay. It It is radioactive, colorless, odorless, tasteless, noble gas. And from what I can tell, it's the only element that is named after another element. Oh, okay. Oh, good to know. And then radium, R-A, from the Latin radius, meaning ray. Also, actinium, A-C, from the Greek for beam or ray. Um, And protactinium, P-A, is Greek for first beam element. So I guess they do something. So um, do you remember seeing like periodic table charts with something like ununium on it Mm -hmm. as a placeholder. So in 1979, IUPAC, which is the International Union of Pure and Applied Chemistry, they published recommendations for their systematic element names to be used for yet unnamed or undiscovered elements as a placeholder until the discovery of the element is confirmed and a permanent name is decided on. However, the recommendations are mostly ignored among scientists today who simply call these elements by their atomic number. So for example, they might say element 119 instead of Ununenium with the symbol of 119 or just 119. Mm-hmm. Since 2002, the IUPAC Inorganic Chemistry Division has been the official body responsible for assigning official names to new elements, and the IUPAC Council has been making the final decision. Since 2016, all 118 discovered elements have received individual permanent names and symbols. So currently, systematic names and symbols are used for only undiscovered elements beyond element 118, Oganesson. And then finally, some good old facts. There are 14 elements with a one-letter symbol. Great. The only letter not found on the periodic table is J, uh, though Q also does not appear in official names, but it can be in a temporary element name like Ununquadium or something like that. Uh, The two elements whose symbols are personal pronouns are iodine, I, and helium, he. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's good. Alphabetically, the first element is actinium and the last is zirconium. Mm. Uh, Quick recap, halogens, because sometimes stuff like this comes up and we can't remember them all. Um, Halogens are fluorine, chlorine, bromine, iodine, and astatine. And then the noble gases are helium, neon, argon, krypton, xenon, and radon. 
couple common alloys. Um, brass is copper and zinc. Uh, and I figured out how to remember this. Ooh. Okay, so brass is copper and zinc. Uh, copper is CU and mm-hmm. zinc is ZN. So if you put them together, you get like cousin. Yeah. And if you're like, my cousin's really got some brass balls. <laughs> I don't know. No, Come. no. <laughs> that is excellent. That is excellent. Or my cousin has some brass knuckles. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could put I like, like brass that. balls better, mm-hmm. but yeah. <laughs> uh, pewter is tin, but like a tin base, but like it also has a couple of other options. So pewter can be tin with copper, antimony, bismuth, or silver, but you're probably going to see it m- m- nowadays more with um, tin and copper or tin and silver. Okay. Bronze is copper with one of many other elements. So um, aluminum, manganese, nickel, or zinc. Um, and then steel is iron and carbon. And finally, for more on precious metals, be sure to check out Lauren's episode 57, Bang Your Head. Oh, yeah. I did that one, didn't I? Yeah, you did do that one. It's been so long. Yeah. (laughs) So there you go. That was great. Quick rundown. That's great. Good, straight knowledge delivered. No fluff. No fluff. None. No stories. (laughs) Forget that. (laughs) Thank you, Jewel. That was very good. I think we needed needed to do like a quick and dirty on the periodic table. Yeah. So thank you. All right, so time for the quiz. The quiz is called Title Elements. I will give you a year, a category, and a description, and you give me the title from pop culture that includes an element from the periodic table. Oh, boy. Okay. Question one. 1944. Dark comedy film starring Cary Grant as Mortimer Brewster, who discovers his elderly aunts like to end the suffering of lonely old bachelors. Question two. 2014 to the present. HBO series about the development of a revolutionary data compression algorithm and company called Pied Piper, where you can get a good dose of Martin Starr, Kumail Nanjani, and the guy I keep calling Gabe from The Office. Question three. 1999, an animated sci-fi film, which was Brad Bird's directorial debut and also based on a novel by Sylvia Plath's husband. Question four. 1992, a hit single from the second album of a Seattle-area rock band that previously invited you to come as you are. Question 5. 1850, a serialized story, but also a thinly-veiled autobiography about a youngster from Blunderstone Rookery. Other characters include Mr. Edward Murdstone, Wilkins Micawber, and Uriah Heep. Question 6. 2008. Debut novel by Matthew Quick, narrated through the eyes of Pat Peoples, a former history teacher who embarks on a plan of self-improvement in order to win back his former wife, Nikki, by performing in a dance competition. Question 7. 2018 to the present. A sci-fi TV series on Netflix, based on a 2002 novel of the same title, set 360 years into the future in a cyberpunk metropolis called Bay City, where a person's memories and consciousness can be decanted in a disc-shaped device called a cortical stack. Question 8. 1997. America drama film starring Peter Fonda in the title role as a beekeeper who gets stabbed when his incarcerated son's bank robbery accomplices show up at his bee yard to find some hidden money. Question 9. 2011. One word title hit dance song by a French DJ and an Australian recording artist. And finally, question 10. 1996, a rom-com about a former golf prodigy who hangs out with Cheech Marin at a driving range all day, but then falls for the actress who now plays Frigga in the Thor movies. I'll give you about a minute to think. I'll be back with your answers. (laughs) 
There's antimony, arsenic, aluminum, selenium, and hydrogen and oxygen and nitrogen and rhenium, and nickel, neodymium, neptunium, germanium, and iron, americium, ruthenium, uranium, europium, zirconium, lutetium, vanadium, and lanthanum, and osmium, and astatine, and radium, and gold, protactinium, and indium, and gallium, and iodine, and thorium, and thulium, and thallium. There's yttrium, ytterbium, actinium, rubidium, and boron, gadolinium, niobium, iridium, and strontium, and silicon, and silver, and samarium, and bismuth, bromine, lithium, beryllium, and barium. There's holmium and helium and hafnium and erbium and phosphorus and francium and fluorine and terbium and manganese and mercanium and and magnesium dysprosium and scandium and cerium and cesium and lead praseodymium and platinum and plutonium palladium promethium potassium polonium and tantalum technetium titanium tellurium and cadmium and calcium and chromium and curium. There's sulfur, californium, and fermium, berkelium, and also mendelevium, einsteinium, nobelium, and argon, kryptonium, radon, xenon, zinc, and rhodium, and chlorine, carbon, cobalt, copper, tungsten, tin, and sodium. These are the only ones of which the news has come to Harvard. And there may be many others, but they haven't been discovered. I am completely lost. So uh, hopefully... Oh, no, I really? Will. Yeah, well, no, I got a couple, but okay. I, not as many as I was hoping. <laughs> All right, question one. 1944. Dark comedy film starring Cary Grant as Mortimer Brewster, who discovers his elderly aunts like to end the suffering of lonely old bachelors. That's arsenic and old lace. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, so the aunts post like a room for rent sign at their house to attract a victim. And then they serve him a cup of elderberry wine spiked with arsenic, strychnine, and just a pinch of cyanide while getting acquainted. They also live with their delusional nephew, Teddy, who believes he is Theodore Roosevelt. Um, they bury the bodies in the basement, but with the help of their nephew, Teddy, um, who believes that they are yellow fever victims who perished in the building of the Panama Canal. This is like a bonkers <laughs> very story. Funny. I, re- I feel like I saw this. Movie. I don't think I've seen it. Question two, 2014 to the present. HBO series about the development of a revolutionary data compression algorithm in a company called Pied Piper, where you can get a good dose of Martin Starr, Kumail Nanjani, and the guy I keep calling Gabe from The Office. Is that Silicon Valley? It is Silicon Valley. Um, So the series focuses on five young men who founded a startup. Um, Rotten Tomatoes says, quote, it's a relevant, often hilarious take on contemporary technology and the geeks who create it that benefits from co-creator Mike Judge's real life experience in the industry. Perfect. Question three. 1999, an animated sci-fi film, which was Brad Bird's directorial debut and also based on a novel by Sylvia Plath's husband. That has an element in the title. Uh, um, is this a Pixar film? Uh, it's not a Pixar film. Okay. Um, why can't I think of this? What is it? Tell me. I don't know. The Just, Iron Giant. Oh, The Iron Giant. Oh my God. I forgot about The Iron Giant. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad about the Iron Giant. it's so beautiful um so it's based on ted hughes's 1968 novel the iron man which was published mm. in the u.s as the iron giant uh the film is set in the cold war and is about a young boy named hogarth hughes who discovers and befriends a giant metallic robot who fell from outer space um that sounds a lot like transformers too but anyway. it does but yeah. a lot gentler yeah <laughs> um the voice talents include vin diesel as yes. the titular giant i did know this harry connick jr as the junkyard owner and jennifer aniston as the mother the mother she doesn't mm-hmm. even get a name mm-hmm. God. question four 1992 a hit single from the second album of a seattle area rock band that previously invited you to come as you are um 
I, I the only thing I can think of is it smells like Teen Spirit, but that's not it. It's not it. No. Is it um, glycerin? No. No, that's bush. That's bush. That's poop. Yeah. I don't know. What is it? Lithium. 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 Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So the music video for Lithium was the second Nirvana video directed by Kevin Kerslake. Here's what Cobain originally wanted the video to be. He originally wanted the video to be about an an animated story about a girl named Prego who lives in a house in the forest. One day she finds a big pile of eggs in her closet and puts them in a train of three wagons that she wheels through the forest until she comes to a king's castle. By that time, all the eggs but one have cracked and she takes that egg and carries it up to the king's throne and places it on a large book that's on his lap. He's asleep, but when he awakens, he opens his legs and the book slides between them and closes on the egg. What? (laughs) Drugs? So, but when Cobain and Chris like discovered the animation would take four months to produce, they instead created a film collage of Nirvana performing in concert. (laughs) What? Here's the story. Wait a second, guys. <laughs> Hold on. Wow. I just thought that was like a That's bananas story. Question five. 1850. A serialized story, but also a thinly veiled autobiography about a youngster from Blunderstone Rookery. Other characters include Mr. Edward Murstone, Wilkins Micawber, and Uriah Heep. Is it come? Oh, I can't. I think of it. Julia. Who do you think the author is? It's Dickens. Uh-huh. It's, um, what is his name? David Copperfield? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. David Copperfield by Charles Dickens. So the book's full title is The Personal History, Adventures, Experience, and Observation of David Copperfield, the Younger of Bloodstone Rookery, parentheses, which he never meant to publish on any account, end parentheses. Well, yeah. I mean, David Copperfield has a better ring, I think. Yeah. Uh, To learn more about Dickens, you can check out episode five for the Dickens. It's very good. Question six. 2008, debut novel by Matthew Quick, narrated through the eyes of Pat Peoples, a former history teacher who embarks on a plan of self-improvement in order to win back his former wife, Nikki, by performing in a dance competition. I have less than no idea. What year was this? 2008. Does it sound like any movies you've ever seen? Yeah, it's... um it's Silver Linings Playbook. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have not seen it, but. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the book is called The Silver Linings Playbook. And the film adaptation is just Silver Linings Playbook. Um, so the film adaptation, of course, starred a girl, Jennifer Lawrence, along with Bradley Cooper, Robert De Niro, Jackie Weaver, and Chris Tucker. Um, in the film, some of the characters' names are changed a bit. And um, the title comes from the fact that Pat has a hypothesis that life is a film created by God and that its silver lining will be the end of a part time with his wife, Nikki. Oh, I it's, see. It's... Um, I love the movie and the oh, book yeah? is very good. It's very it? like, get ya. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'll have to check it out. Question seven. 2018 to the present. A sci-fi TV series on Netflix based on a 2002 novel of the same title. It's set 360 years into the future in a cyberpunk metropolis called Bay City where a person's memories and consciousness can be decanted in a disc-shaped device called a cortical stack. It's based on a book? Yes. Not a movie. No. It's a TV series based on a novel. I don't know. It's called Altered Carbon. Oh, I keep seeing like, like I keep seeing it coming up on Netflix and Mm -hmm. I'm like, nah, get out of here. Yeah. Oh. So it's like a crazy sci-fi thing. Cyberpunk world. Um, So season one premiered in 2018 and a second season is 
um, is on the way. Uh, Netflix also has announced an anime companion series set in the same universe and exploring new elements of the story mythology. So I think if you're if you're big into sci-fi, big into like crazy dystopian future yeah. kind of stuff, uh, Altered Carbon is... A- I mean, that's usually my jam, but... I don't know. It just doesn't, uh, didn't really appeal to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Question eight, 1997 American drama film starring Peter Fonda in the title role as a beekeeper who gets stabbed when his incarcerated son's bank robbery accomplices show up at his bee yard to find some hidden money. I like the term bee yard. <laughs> um, this is Yuli's gold. This is Yuli's gold. <laughs> I thought this would be the hardest question no. of the whole thing. I got that one right away. I don't know why. I didn't even see the movie. <laughs> so uh, Yuli's gold was the centerpiece premiere at the 1997 Sundance Film Festival. Uh, Fonda won a Golden Globe Award for his performances and was also nominated for an Academy Award and a Screen Actors Guild Award. The film's title refers most concretely to the honey Yuli produces as a beekeeper, particularly that made from the nectar of the Tupelo tree. So I think the reason why I know this, and it came to me so quickly, is because it is a very popular crossword puzzle answer. Yes. Uh-huh. Because of, it's, U-L-E-E. it's weird. U-L-E-E. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Great job. Thank you. Question nine. 2011. One word title hit dance song by a French DJ and an Australian recording artist. French DJ. Australian recording artist. That is also an element. Uh-huh. Um, molybdenum. Nope. Um, I am molybdenum. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, titanium. Yes. Yes. I, oh, I forgot C is Australian. I keep forgetting that. I keep thinking she's British. Titanium. Uh, the song originally featured vocals from Mary J. Blige. Oh, really? Whose version of the song leaked online in July 2011. Um, so Sia revealed that David Guetta put her vocals on the song without asking for permission. <gasps> so it was supposed to be like David Guetta and... Uh, so like Sia wrote the song. Yeah. And then David Guetta was like, what's the song sound like? And Sia like sang it for him. And then they had it recorded with Mary J. Blige. And then that version leaked online and people were like, oh, but this isn't the real song because David Guetta then put out the version with Sia. And she was like, that wasn't, that hey. wasn't what we agreed to. Yeah. So yeah. made her she a lot of money. About that. So on a, like a darker note. So while the song is beautiful, the music video is very dark. Um, it's about a boy with supernatural powers who destroys a school and is shown running away from a SWAT team. Um, like a lot of bad oh stuff happens God. in this music video. The song was pulled from the radio after the 2013 Sandy Hook elementary school shooting because yeah. it was like, yeah. A lot of destruction of a, of a school. Um, but on a different note, American pop singer Katy Perry was the first person to be offered the track, but she turned it down because she felt its message was too similar to the song Firework. So like yeah. they wrote the song and then they kind of were like, Katy Perry, do you want to do it? Mary J. Blige, do you want to do it? And then and instead just he like, just put out the version with, with Sia. Sia. Yeah. Well, she's got an incredible voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if that was like the demo track, I know. can you imagine? If she was like at a hundo. Oh my God. And finally, question 10. 1996, a rom-com about a former golf prodigy who hangs out with Cheech Marin at a driving range all day, but then falls for the actress who now plays Frigga in the Thor movies. Um, something iron, like nine iron or no? Yeah. Okay. Well, then I don't know. What is it? It's tin cup. Oh, tin cup. Yeah, you know what? I never saw that. Is that with... I feel like I've only ever seen like the movie poster I've only it. seen the poster. Yeah. yeah. It's Kevin Costner and Renee Russo. Kevin Costner. That's mm-hmm. what I was thinking 
Um, so the film's climax takes place at a fictional U.S. Open tournament set in North Carolina, and there are credited cameo appearances by an enormous number of pro golfers, including Phil Nicholson, Lee Jansen, Fred Krubbles, um, as well as TV golf broadcasters like Jim Nance, um, Ken Venturi, and Gary McCord all playing themselves. So there's like a real, this is like the golf movie, you know? Yeah, I guess. 1996, I mean, Tim, Tin Cup. No wonder I didn't see it. Yeah. I'm such it's a not really golf fanatic. Yeah. But anyway. Well, great. That was awesome. great. I'm sorry I did so poorly. <laughs> she did this whole thing about elements that I could have definitely paid more attention to and therefore got a lot more of the answers, but I did not. Yeah, I was wondering why you were like texting people during all this talking. <laughs> That's not true. I would never. You know I wouldn't. Um, yeah, so uh, if you want to hear more of our past episodes that Julia has mentioned, um, you can get us on basically any podcast app that you prefer. Yeah. Uh, please uh, rate, review, and subscribe, guys. Yeah, tell uh, a friend. Tell a friend. Um, we keep hearing from people that are like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know you existed. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, then, yeah, guys, you got to get on this. Tell a friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you can email us at misinfopod at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at MissInfoPod. We're on Facebook, Misinformation, a tribute podcast. And we have a website, www.missinfopod.com. <laughs> How long can we hold that up? .com. <laughs> you know, we're just going to slowly incorporate more and more like weird radio DJ, <laughs> like, t- like little... Uh, tips and things yeah. mm-hmm. until we have like a full blown soundboard. Yeah. We're like, wah, 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 wah. yeah, with sound Ooh, effects. Uh, <laughs> Toronto. Uh, <laughs> we did that. We shouted that mm, at least six times a day <sighs> when we were up in Canada. We yeah. were nowhere near Toronto. No, we were not. <laughs> we were not. So shout out to Bim Bam for bringing that to us. <laughs> Cause that really, that made us giggle every time. Yeah. And next week is episode 100. I know. 100? And we got, and we're, Julie and I, we're going to take a little writing retreat. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, we're really we going to make this into something memorable. We're going to make this something into something special. Yeah. <laughs> for so, you, our for, listeners. For you, our listeners, our loyal listeners. Um, so if you tell a friend, don't tell them to start at episode 100 <laughs> because they will be very confused. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, my God. Anyway. Um, thanks so much for listening, guys. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.